Josh Allen is not elite. Adam Gates deserves another chance. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was a reach. Yeah, he's never won a fantasy championship. The guy drafted a kicker in the fifth fucking round. Hello, you fellow degenerates. Welcome back. Another episode, boys. How's it going? Uh, it's going. Minus the fact I had to work today. That's yucky. Yeah, yeah, sorry for the late podcast, late. but we had a scheduling interruption over here. Fucking holidays. Thanksgiving. It's the way she goes, man. Uh, well, anyways... Anyway, Welcome yeah. back. Coming in hot with some uh, Shines, Pines, and Borderlines this week again. We're going to get it up to you a little bit later Saturday night, but it'll be ready. So so just get up at like 6 tomorrow and <laughs> yeah. listen. And but if you have some time in the morning when you get up, obviously, this will be broadcasted for your last minute questions. So, Hell yeah. With that being said, we can just hop right into it. Let's get it. Uh, jump into the quarterbacks. Who you got? Uh, my first shine of the week is my boy Ryan Tannehill at Houston. Not surprised. Uh, actually, not at Houston versus Houston. I'm wrong in the first place. Wow, good hot start. I feel like any game against Houston's basically a home game, right? Yeah, you would think so at this point. I don't really know what's going on over there, no. but it's not good. Nobody does. That front office just needs to leave. I think the ownership, I think they need to dump they, and change everything. They, they just should, need the actual clean house. They should just move the team, change <laughs> owners, like literally from the top down every single, every single position. I would also recommend Jacksonville do the same. Yeah. yeah it's really bad in the AFC South right now. Yeah, <laughs> Titans and Colts are lucky that they're in that division because well, they right, have, yeah, as of now, it's kind of a dumpster fire for a couple of these teams. <laughs> it's a two horse race for a while. We're feeling like the Steelers and the Ravens of old. Yeah, seriously. Uh, well, first and foremost, Tannehill's starting to play a lot better ball as of late. He's getting a lot more passing yards. Julio's on IR, which doesn't really scare me because Marcus Johnson stepped up and had a hundred game yard or a hundred yard game last week. Which whoever was kind of surprising, huh? I said whoever that guy is. Oh, okay. I don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> he had like six catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I believe he played for the Saints before. That sounds right, but I don't remember who he previously played for before I have Tennessee. No idea. Um, he they brought him into camp just to work out, and he actually ended up making the 53 man roster, and he's been pretty good. Uh, so there's multiple other guys stepping up in the absence of Julio. Not that there's a huge void to fill because Julio hasn't been great this year I just don't think he's fully right from that injury and I think it's just starting to catch up with him over time he's always had hamstring problems since probably high school (laughs) so uh with that being said I just like the way that Tannehill continues to disperse the ball they're running more screens than normal because they're not relying on Derek because they don't have him so Foreman and AP are getting a lot more screen passes which I'd love to see oh yeah (laughs) What's your team's record, buddy? Uh, after tomorrow? Yeah, four and six. Four and five right now. Yeah, so four and six. So it'll be five and five. We're going tomorrow. to the Vikes-Pack game for all of you Skull. questioning. Uh, go Pack Go. I think that the Pack's going to slaughterhouse them. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what that? So anyways, uh, with that being said, I'll let you kind of start on your first tangent. Yeah, Tannehill uh, was actually one of my shines this week, too. Yeah. Um, hard not to pick him against Houston. It's hard to not know? to pick anyone against Houston. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the over-under in, on that game right now is at 44.5. I kind of feel like Tennessee is going to put like 35 of those up. <laughs> I um, really hope so. <clears throat> I think this is a game where you could see Tannehill actually have like some... Like one of the something. yeah, like one of the top five yeah. quarterbacks of the week for the yeah. first time in the season. That yeah. would be nice. Um, 
I mean, there's a lot of guys who I would probably start over him, but I think the upside is there. And he, he can run the ball when he needs to. And with, with Derek out, they don't, you know, they don't have a solidified. No, their offense game. is definitely taking a tumble. I think they're averaging over a hundred yards less per game without Derek. Oh, wow. So, um, I mean, I, I, I don't, it's not like I love Tannehill. I, I'm not going to say like he's a top five QB this week. I think he could be, um, but I'm absolutely starting him. Like he's, I think he's above the streamer category, but kind of below like a surefire. Starter. What is this? Could be bullshit. He's um, gonna be lock of the week. Tannehill's top three quarterback. There you have it. Um, I I don't know the weapons in Tennessee kind of scare me, but he's actually been pretty good without having Julio around. Um, AJ Brown obviously has stepped up big time, but at this point in their careers, who do you think is a better receiver though, Julio or Marcus Johnson? Because <laughs> the way he played last week, man, I don't know. Marcus Johnson almost has more receiving yards than Julio this year, probably. I think Marcus one. Johnson is the new MVS. Uh, to... You're being incredibly disrespectful <laughs> early in this podcast, but you better keep this fucking energy all, all episode. <laughs> Watch Johnson go for a hundred plus again this week. I'll if he does, if he does, you have to buy you have to buy me a jersey. All right, but I want I want it to be like extra small. I want it to be like a belly shirt. Hell yeah, I can do that. That's because that's how he wears his pregame. He does like the Zeke thing. Does he? Yeah. Um, I got the stomach for it. I've been working <laughs> out. Been doing a lot of crunches. <laughs> um, anyway. So, <clears throat> go on. I'm like picturing myself and it's just bad though. I'm not, if he does it, you do not have to buy me that jersey. <laughs> um, I might do it just to see. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll get matching extra smalls that's elite yeah i'll get you what mm-hmm. who's an irrelevant player when, when we finally get the uh like a, a video going like on youtube when we start doing videos and shit of the podcast mm-hmm. we'll just wear our extra small jerseys every time <laughs> i got to think i'll get you mm, cj ham no i gotta get you someone he's not irrelevant though i mm-hmm. want someone like irrelevant um what's that lineman on your team and that's like ogan it starts with an o uh say that one again <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't even remember what there's, I really said. I just uh, kept guessing. There's something Udo is his last name is Udo. I don't know if it's him. He's starting and he's horrible. No, it's like Oga. Mm, does it OG something? Oga Bouquet or I have no fucking clue. Um, what the fuck is his name? Oh, there's Ifadi Adenabo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna get you one of his jerseys. I don't even know if he's still on the team. Oh, to be honest, he might be. Even. I don't either. Um, I'm trying to think who would be a Vikings player that I would get a jersey who's just yeah completely relevant. Troy Williamson would be a good one. He was really good for Troy uh, Williamson. Um, no Chester Taylor. There you go. He was he was he was actually good for a year. Yeah, he was, and he got his spot stolen by AP. Yeah, by Hall of Famer. That's tough. That's tough. And then yeah. Derrick Henry got his spot stolen by AP. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it did AP's just taking a full jobs circle, right now. dude. <laughs> God damn. Um, my since we already kind of talked about Tannehill. My first true QB shine this week is going to be Joe Burrow. Uh, did you really take my other one? Yes, I did. Joey we fucking two, We both have the same. That's funny as shit. Yes, we do. Um, hard not to like Burrow this week. They, he's he's actually been really consistent, and they're one of the most pass-happy teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, they're throwing right now for 264 a game. Um, and the Raiders' defense, it's not like, especially after last week, they're not. They don't uh, scare me at all. Not one bit. I so. thought Jonathan Abram was going to be so good. I loved his mentality coming out of Bama, like his pre-draft interviews and stuff that I saw. 
He just looked like a surefire, like, culture changer just by his mentality and everything else. You would That's a guy you want on your roster. And he has been horrible. <laughs> I don't understand how he hasn't progressed, and I think this is his third year now, second year. Well, how, long, how long were Gruden and Mayock together? Uh, is this their third season or was years, for I think this Gruden? is their fourth year. Fourth? I think so. So this is Abram's fourth year then, too. Something like that. Because he was part of their first draft. Mm. I do have one theory as to why he hasn't progressed better. What, why is that? Because he was being coached by John Gruden. You don't think John Gruden's a good coach? Uh, no, I think he's That's, I don't know where you're going with this. That's he's overrated. I'm, pausing. I'm okay. just chirping Gruden. <laughs> that, whole, that whole front office, I'm just chirping him. So do you think his fully guaranteed contract gets voided because he got because of that because did he resign or get fired he resigned so if he resigned then he probably forfeits the guaranteed money yeah? I, I wonder or maybe there's some sort of a there has to be that they're going to come to because um well he's suing the nfl now yeah, for is. like defamation to character and forcing someone because them to slander his name and get him fired i would assume that there were clauses built into it where if he did something that was a justifiable offense for being fired yeah i feel However, like that's for everybody had he not resigned i wonder if they would have fired him immediately i don't know and the, yeah yeah, they they would have had to. It would have been a horrible look if they didn't. You especially, know what I mean? You especially can't given keep the rugs. that guy. Yeah, if, if he hadn't. And, they, and the then the rugs thing happened, like, dude. Oh, my God. They would be under so much fire. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure they're paying him something, but I doubt he's going to get the full the full contract value. I bet you he doesn't get anything if he resigned. Probably not. I feel you probably just resigned your right to, to take any of that money, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably a lot like a player that retires in the middle of a contract. Do coaches get paid every two weeks for, like, the entirety of the year? Do they get game checks like players do? I bet you they get, ooh. I don't I know. wonder. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's a year-long business with them. I bet you it's every yeah. two weeks. I bet you they're on a payroll like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that works. Not that it matters. No. But, anyway. Well, um, we're execs one day, I guess it will. But yeah. Anyway. Um, starting with this podcast, that's how we're going to become executives. We're going to start our own team. Yeah. I saw some guy pitching to get the NFL to go to 40 teams, and I was like, dude, we can't even get 25 competitive ones. What Jesus. makes you think 40 yeah. would, be, would work? That is not the answer. Here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to grow this thing until we become front office executives for the new Houston Texans after they clean house, and I don't know, we'll find some rich investor. And the first team. thing I'll do is I'll call up my girl Amy Adams-Strunk and get the rights to the Houston Oilers jerseys, and then we'll completely rebrand. Yes. We will be the Oilers are back. Oilers. Um, we'll pay the Titans whatever they want to just get the name. Because we back. have the money to do it. Correct. Um, all that's going to take is... So lottery. we'll spend the owner's money is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, we're getting sidetracked, but I do like uh, Joe Burrow this week. I guess, I mean, it's more or less just a, a gut pick because I just don't... I'm really down on the Raiders right now. They just It, it feels like they've waved the white flag. And kind of rightfully so, but... Uh, it's just the it's, there's over. so many things outside of football going on there yeah. right now that I just it's hard to keep that team focused altogether. Yeah. Especially when they're not how can your head be in it right now? And I, and they're they were playing great and they were in a for a minute. Ahead of a tough division. Yeah. Like that's beating a couple of those teams are great wins. I feel like last week was just demoralizing. Yeah. You know that was tough. On on top of all the things that they've had going on and they get the just the piss beat out of them. It's like <laughs> I, what do they got to play for? Um like I said, Burrow, they're a This will be a, yeah, so yeah, sorry to cut you off there, but this will be a telltale sign of how their season's going to go. If they can bounce yeah. back from a game like that, or if they're just going to keep laying down. At the very least, even if the Raiders stay in the game, um, at the very least, I expect it to be a fairly high, like, scoring game. Mm-hmm. 
on some level, anyway. Well, but. those are my two shines, so yeah. you're dust for that um, one, buddy. You got anybody uh, else? Uh, not really. No, same. <laughs> um, for what it's worth, the uh, over-under on that game, since I'm getting into the over-unders on this week, is 50.5, which is the second highest in the league right now. So that Vegas expects it to be a high-scoring game, too. So Yeah, just maybe all on Vegas. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vegas can <laughs> score all the points. Um, yeah, so since we already covered Shines, do you have anybody else that you could consider in that category, or you want to move on to Pines? Because I do have two borderlines, so I still have... Yeah, you can. I do have a borderline as well. I guess we can um, go right to borderlines if you want and cover Pines last, okay, just because of the overlap. My first borderline's was... Mahomes you versus Dallas. That's Are great. you kidding? kidding. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Um, it kind of seems like a no-brainer coming off that last week, too, but he's very, very prone to turn over the ball, and yeah. Dallas is a team that turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, they do. They do that like defense, that. yeah, I think probably has one of the highest turnover differentials in the league right now, with Trevon Diggs solely doing it himself. Mm-hmm. The guy's been playing insane right now, and so obviously you love Mahomes, and you're going to start him. You drafted him to be your only quarterback because it's Patrick Mahomes. That's who should be starting. But just I have a little bit of tempered expectations on him because he does like to turn the ball over more so this year. He's trying to get away with that cute stuff he's gotten away with in years past, but people are figuring it out it and making happening. plays on it now. Mm-hmm. And because the way Dallas's defense plays, where they turn the ball over a lot, I could see him turn the ball over a couple of times, which is going to hurt his fantasy value, obviously. But I do think that this game is going to be the shootout of the week. I bet 100%. you that is this the highest scoring yes. in Vegas? It's like yeah, for sure. Right now, so for that five reason, five points higher than any other game. Mahomes is my borderline this week. I don't think there's any way either one of those teams scores less than thirty. If they do, I'd be shocked. Watch this game be like a... 13 like a, to like 10. A, yeah, 10 to 3. <laughs> Just an ugly fucking game. That would break a lot of fantasy hearts. Oh, it would. Oh, my God, dude. Teams would crumble because that's seven, eight, seven, seven fantasy players that are absolutely starting this week. Yeah. Because yeah. you have Hill, Mahomes, Kelsey, Gallup, Lamb, Zeke, Dak, I mean, you could Clyde, Would, maybe Daryl Williams. God, fuck like, Clyde, dude. He's <laughs> he stresses me out so much. Come on, Clyde. He needs to get it together now that he's back. Yeah, I hope so. Out. I but, hope that offense. I mean, the offense is starting to fire again. It seems like so. Hopefully, he'll just I think it's seamlessly be, fit in and start to produce better because the whole offense is playing better as a entirety. But I think it's going to be a split. Split backfield. I, it should be. He does. He doesn't deserve to just get the backfield back. Am I, yeah. As much as I would love him to, he does. He's done nothing to well, deserve we, that. We talked about this either last episode mm-hmm. or the one before it, maybe uh, about Williams. How he's pretty much he's played himself into a timeshare. Yeah. Like he's played so well that he deserves a shot to get the ball. But um, yeah, that sticking, offense has just been question mark all the century for me. Seriously, this year has been wild. Uh, speaking of question marks, Aaron Rodgers is a massive question mark for me. The guy just is so bad. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he was my first borderline. I was going to try to come up with a way to make it sound like I Oh, was... I hope he fucking looks better than he did last week because he looked like he rolled out of the grave to play that game. Yeah, I mean, he... Uh... He looked rough. <laughs> he looked rough. That guy needed some fluids. He he looks like a homeless guy kind of. Right I now. mean, right that week he did, especially he just looked exhausted. Like he just didn't look himself. Obviously, that's what COVID does to you, but well, I was I like, should you be playing? I hope he doesn't <laughs> so, look himself again this week. That'd be spectacular. And to be fair, that offense was really boring to watch. Yeah. I do the think... The entirety of that game, it was basically A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones 
catching screen passes and yeah. going berserk. I he's obviously he's Aaron Rodgers. He can he always has the potential to have a massive massive game. But Mike Zimmer and him have a lot of mutual respect, and they both are very wily when it comes to game planning and scheming. Zimmer has kind of had his number the last handful of years. Not like we're completely shutting him down, but they're slowing him down a lot of times when they play. I'm not saying I think Rodgers is going to be throw for 100 yards and a touchdown and two picks or some crazy shit, but um, I have him as a borderline because he's, he's a QB1, yes. Do I think he's going to be an elite quarterback play this week? Not at all. I will say in the last four years, I've won two fantasy championships with Rodgers as my quarterback, and in week 16, the fantasy championship, he played Minnesota two separate years. And in one of them, he threw for four and ran one in, and the other one, he threw for four. So, Zimmer's got his number. <laughs> Zimmer's got his number, heard. That's the point I'm making here. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, there's no chance he throws for four touchdowns tomorrow. Ooh, maybe that'll make that my lock instead of Tannehill. Yeah. I'm not going to make it a lock, but I, I, I don't think he's going to be spectacular. Uh, Larson found we'll out that. I was rooting for Green Bay last night. And he flipped He was, like, shirt. heartbroken. He was like, you are not sitting by me, dude. That's, like, actually fucked up. Like, I can't believe you. I, would, I can't believe you would do that. We should put we should put him right between Packers fans. I'd be down. <laughs> put me on one side. Who else is going that's a Pack fan? Amanda? Fuck half the group. Who else runs her? Um, Jeremy. Not Jeremy. Um, Carmen. True. Um, this Alec. No, he's Vikings. No, he's a Vikings guy. Trevor's... Uh, going but yeah, he's not, but he's not with us i wonder yeah whatever um i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but yeah it doesn't matter rogers i'm very meh on i i'm starting him if i have him but i, I don't think you're gonna get a 30 point game out of him that's that's about it about where i'll go with it i hope he looks better than he did last week that's all i'm going for i don't i do not at all <laughs> A little friendly wager on this game tomorrow? Mm, I was thinking about making some bets on the way down. Well, we'll address that in the morning on the we'll bus. See. We'll see. Uh, how, yeah, after, we'll see how after, people are feeling in the morning. After, we keep that same energy. After the group is two bottles of rumps down and oh, we're God. like. <laughs> but at least you I know there's me. some guys going down with us that are going to be, uh, let's say, willing to take some action. Because I know Gunner will bet. Gunner will for sure bet. <laughs> Uh, I bet you Skyler. Skyler. Yeah. Caleb does too. Anyway, who you got for another borderline? <laughs> That's all I have for borderlines. Okay. I have one more. Cam versus Washington. Yeah, he's on my pines. So um I I don't know, quite know how to feel about it because I do think he's gonna be rusty. Uh he hasn't played in well over a year. I su- not over a year, but I mean it's been a while. Close the more and more we know. talked about it, that's why I put him yeah. on my pines is because that he hasn't played in a very long time. Yep. He's in limited package sets, and he's playing Rivera, who yeah. knows him better than almost anybody, and how to scheme best against him. Exactly. I think I think the potential is there for him to have a decent game because it's like a kind of a statement, you know? He's coming mm-hmm. back, and he wants to prove, like, yeah, I still have it. And I'm, he's playing with the Panthers again, which is, you know, a great feel-good story, yada, yada. Um Washington defense, they're, they're they're pretty bad. We've talked about that numerous times. So he's got a good matchup, but it's like, where's he at? I have no idea. None of us do. Um, I don't think he's going to throw the ball very well, but he's always capable of running the ball for a, a touchdown or two or even three. True. Vulture. Um, 
I think if he does have a good passing game, it's going to be because he dumps it off to McCaffrey a lot. Mm-hmm. I do like this for McCaffrey. This is huge for him, I think. But um, Cam, I'm not rushing to go pick him up and start him right away, but this could be a very good uh, sign to come, or at least a good, <clears throat> a good indication of, okay, what can you expect from Cam the rest of the season? Because I do think he's going to be starting every game from here. Yeah. They have no other reason to take him out of the out At of this point, no, they got nothing to lose. Yeah. And the reason I have him on my pine, too, is you say that it's good for McCaffrey, and in my opinion, I think that it is in some situations, and it isn't in some situations. I think they both harm and hurt each other, because in goal line situations, it's 50-50, and who gets the ball? They're going to vulture each other. Yeah. They're going to get to the goal line, probably more so, and they're both really good threats there, but they're going to get opportunities stolen inevitably, because Cam's probably the best goal line quarterback. Maybe ever. Ever. Yeah. And... Christian McCaffrey's Christian McCaffrey. I don't know how else to really put that. <laughs> so yeah. you just he's gonna get his yeah. touches. And um having Rivera on the other side right there, I just I don't trust the matchup this week, so I'm staying away from Cam. The more mm-hmm. and more I thought about it, I liked it at first and I just I don't know. Yeah. If I'm in a streaming situation, Cam would be I, I would be interested. Uh but I I feel like there's a, a lot of question marks about it, about what you're gonna get from him. I don't know what the quarterback landscape looks like as far as streamers this week. Like, I'd probably have him towards the top of my list of guys that I would play if I mm-hmm. had to. Yeah. But Justin Fields? Mm. Playing Baltimore? I, th- I think they're both going to produce pretty similarly, but in different ways. I think Fields is going to be a lot more, more yardage. More yards, not yeah. touchdowns. More, more yardage totals, uh, less touchdowns. I think Cam's got the upside for more touchdowns. Got it. Um, but I do see them producing fairly similarly this week. Um, who you got on, on your pines? Uh, so, your other than Cam, my other pine is Kyler Murray at Seattle. Baby uh, Yoda. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Uh, playing in Seattle, first and foremost, is just a really tough environment to play in. This is an absolute must-win game for Seattle if they have any desire to mm-hmm. ever get back into any type of contention in this division or the wild card. Um, Kyler's injury, th- th- I don't love at all. It's scaring me. Uh, I don't, out too, that- we don't know if he's really going to come back for sure, but they, they're leaning towards yes, that he is going to play. Uh, D-Hop is out again, which is no bueno. Never yeah, is. that concerns me. Mm-hmm. So he's relying on a group of receivers who are generally pretty young outside of A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. Christian and, Kirk. Yeah. Rondell Moore. Who do you think you like better this week, Kirk or Moore? Kirk. Kirk? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a toss-up for if me. If I had to pick one, I would take Kirk. But in that environment, with him not being right and not having his number one weapon, I just I, I don't trust Kyle this week. I don't know that he's necessarily fully healthy if he does play. They're probably rushing him back. So if you have a better option on your bench, like I know guys that had Kyler and Brady, obviously start Brady between <laughs> the two. or. If you had another matchup that you liked this week, like a Tannehill or a Burrow or something like that, start them over Kyler. Yeah, I think I think with Kyler we've seen that if he's not healthy and he can't kind of run around and make the plays that we've come to kind of expect him to make, mm-hmm. he's a t- completely different quarterback. I think because he's small, and I know size is always like a uh, – what I don't know how to – what do I would call it? Um, it's kind of a hot, hot button issue with with players. You know, size doesn't always matter. Look at Russell Wilson, yeah. But Kyler's like five nine, um, 
and I do think it's difficult for him to see downfield behind an offensive line that is typically six, seven inches taller than him. So I think a lot of his big plays, you see him scramble around and he gets outside the pocket where he can kind of, his field of vision becomes more clear. But if he's injured and his ankle is hurting him, I if he can't scramble around and make those moves, I just, he becomes a little more one-dimensional and it's, he just becomes average in like a very high volume offense, which is like, eh, you know, you can always find somebody that's good going to give you that kind of game. Yeah, right. If they have the weapons like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I mean, I don't, it's not like I hate Kyler Murray this week or going forward. Um, but I also, I don't hate that opinion either. If you, if you're somebody that you have him on your team and you want to bench him for, uh, somebody that's got a better matchup or somebody's healthy and has, you know, higher upside, you know, I don't, I wouldn't argue against that either. Um, cause I, I just think with Kyler, especially over some of the other quarterbacks, if he's hurt and he can't scramble around, the upside is severely limited. Yeah, I just I don't love the matchup this week with everything going on externally. So yeah. I'm just staying away if I have another option. I feel that. Um, I just have the one pine this week, and it is Justin Herbert mm. uh, playing against Pittsburgh. Not a complete bench, but I'm leaning towards benching him if I have Minka's him. out. Yeah, I know that. Um, but Pittsburgh's still a good defense. Yeah, Pittsburgh's defense is just really good. They're only allowing 16.1 points per game against quarterbacks uh, for fantasy, which is good for one, two, three, four, five, tied for sixth in the league. So they're one of the best teams against the quarterback. And Herbert, well, last week you saw it with the Chargers playing the Vikings. When he plays defenses that can find ways to disguise coverages and mix, mix things up, um, he's still so young that. He does not diagnose the defenses all that well at times. Um, and he doesn't always – he tend at least from what I saw, the Vikings, they knew that they can – if you try to – if they force him to try to make – to get to like his second, third, fourth read or whatever, um, the longer he sits there, the, the more he struggles. So I do think, you know, Pittsburgh, it's a – I think Tomlin's going to have – that in mind i think he's going to find ways to kind of confuse him i I don't think herbert's going to have a massive week i've said that before and then he went out and threw for like 400 yards so i (laughs) you know there's always a chance that i miss big on this one because he's good he's just that talented of a player he he is very good um i'll give him that but he's also very young and he's just not he's not on that level as far as like the uh the actual quarterbacking side of it imagine wanting isaiah simmons over that guy yeah couldn't be me or almost anybody in that draft, because I, I mean, you got to call. He's what one of the top couple of players in that draft class at this yeah, point. Yeah, he is physical freak. Yeah. So, uh, kudos to the Chargers, by the way. For did did they not pick him over Tua? I think they picked him fifth, right? Tua was six or something like that. No, Herbert was. Six. Or was it the other way around? Am I mixing that up? I think you're mixing that up. I what think I, Herbert was sixth. If that's the case, then whatever. But still kudos to them for picking him. And in that case, they should be thanking the Dolphins because the Dolphins royally fucked that up if, if they picked uh, Tua over Herbert. Because there was some buzz that they were going to pick Herbert, and then they ended up going with Tua. I believe that they did pick him over him. Now that you mentioned that, I think Tua was five, Herbert was six. Because I think the Chargers are sitting right. there planning on picking whoever the Dolphins didn't. It, if, now that I, I think about it, if I remember correctly. Let's um, check this player selection out. But on that case, you know, way to go Miami. Yep, two at five, Herbert at six. Can you imagine Justin Herbert in Miami right now? 
where would they be? Interesting. Think about that with fucking Waddle and, and Tua with the Chargers. Yikes! That's a big yuck. That's that's like a two win team right now. <laughs> why would you take? Okay. Anyway, um, I just why would you take Tua over? I don't know. I was never really sold on Tua to begin with. I wasn't either, and I was never big. And the left handedness really throws a lot of wide receivers off. I've heard that. The spin of the ball. Yeah. Just comes in from the other side. Yeah. It's weird. Well, and I, I don't know. I, I was never sold on Tua. He's not that big. He's not that fast. He doesn't have a huge arm. He's supposedly pretty accurate. But, like, we haven't even seen that from him. He's just kind of whatever. He's just eh. Same with Mac Jones this year. There's a lot of hype around Mac Jones right now, and I think it's maybe it's some of it's deserved because he they've won five straight. I think or it's just because he's the best of the five so far. He's the only one like playing well, and he's playing well enough. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like he's going out there putting up like a Mahomes rookie season. There, no. some people are talking about him like like he should have been a, a top three pick. I'm like, no. Way too early to tell, so. He's got a head coach and an offensive coordinator who are some of the best at their job in the entire NFL, like the NFL history. Right. Um, the OC turned down head coaching jobs just to stay there. Yeah, he's he's got an offensive coordinator who's like a QB guru, and he's got Bill Belichick as his head coach. He should have a lot of success, and he shouldn't have to throw for 300 yards a game, but his numbers are so pedestrian. He's, he's thrown for like, uh, I don't know, I think he's got eight interceptions and like 14 touchdowns. And I know he's a rookie, but it's like, it's not that great. If Kirk Cousins had 14 touchdowns and eight picks this year. Right. Think of what, People would like, be calling for his head. What would Vikings fans be thinking of that? They'd be like, what the fuck is this? They think he sucks right now. And like, what is it, 18 and two? He's got 18 touchdowns, two picks. That yeah. one year at Alex Smith, where he threw 27 touchdowns, two picks with Casey. And you, can't, last year there. you can't tell me that Kirk Cousins wouldn't put up better numbers than Mac Jones right now if he was in New England. It's not like Mac Jones is just the next coming of Christ. I think, I mean, has he earned some respect? Yes, but I don't. Would you trade Mac Jones for Kirk Cousins straight up? Straight up right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just based on future potential? Yeah. I Like uh, that said, it's not like I'm saying I don't think he won't. Like, it's not like I don't think he's going to be good. I don't think he's as good as some people are hyping him up to be already. I think that's very much a product of like the age of social media and just the um, like the instant sort of gratification era that we're in right now, where it's all everything's knee jerk, you know what I mean? And he's won a few games and whatever, so it's like, oh my God, Mac Jones, we you know we we picked Christian Derrissaw, yeah. we traded back to pick Derrissaw instead of Mac Jones. Um, that is, it's such a knee jerk reaction to have. Like you gotta you gotta give it some time. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I'm I'm getting sidetracked. This is in retrospect, would you rather have had Mac Jones? Um, based on the potential and the, like the, the changing of the completely changing the direction of the franchise, probably. Um, but until I know that Derrissaw is a complete wash, I will always I'll be okay with the fact that they traded back to get him. Yeah. Cause he has fair. looked pretty solid. No, he has been solid as shit. And if you can lock down that position, that's all oh, you almost, need it. It's crucial. Yeah. And I would almost have, I would almost rather have the left tackle spot solidified before I draft my franchise quarterback. 
Yeah, people always say draft your franchise quarterback and then someone to protect him. Like, don't you want someone to protect him first? Yeah, you can ruin a franchise yeah, quarterback. Yeah, you can, you can just take Joe Burrow. Yeah, look at Joe Burrow. I mean, you didn't ruin him, but, I mean, he got hurt and missed the entirety of the year, and then the Bengals went straight back down to trash. Like, ask, you don't... David, ask David Carr about what it's like to play behind a <sighs> shitty offensive line. It's, was it Dan Orlovsky, the Lions quarterback that ran out of the end zone? Yes, against the Vikings. <laughs> How this guy have a fucking analyst job when he does shit like that in an actual game? <laughs> I kind of wondered the same thing. Like, how do you have any credibility at that point? Like, you ran out of the back of the end zone and then kept looking for a receiver. Like, he didn't even realize yeah, he ran You're out. a pro quarterback. Like, what? what? Oh, it was hilarious to watch. <laughs> Wasn't it? Was it against you? Yeah. Jared Allen chased him out of the back of the end zone. Was it like the last play of the game? No. No, we just was had that, back that was the 0-16 year, yeah? Uh, might have been. I don't know. Maybe. I bet he probably. was their quarterback. That's probably why he's an analyst, no? Yeah. That's right. I like Dan Orlowski, actually. He's actually fun to listen to. Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I, do, I do like his opinions. About. He knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He's a good analyst. Um, anyway, we did get sidetracked here. Uh, you got any other quarterbacks to mention? I know you talked mm, nope, about Nope, I'm good on quarterbacks. All right, yeah. let's move it on to running backs. Um, My first one is Austin Eckler versus Pittsburgh. I love Misa Eckler this week. Losing Minka in the secondary really doesn't do much for me because Big Ben's the quarterback, so they're not going to be throwing deep balls. No, they definitely won't. And because of that, I think that the way that they play offense, it's going to be a lot more time of possession for the Chargers because Big Ben's – I just he doesn't excite me in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, Mason Rudolph's not great either. They didn't play good with him. But – regardless of who the quarterback is, their offense doesn't excite me enough outside of Najee Harris to warrant me thinking that they're going to put up a lot of points. And because of how good the Chargers are, I think that, one, Eckler's going to be involved early in the pass-catching game as well. But going forward, when they continue to run, he's still going to be the guy when they get up big. So I think Eckler's in for a big week this week. Yeah. Um, He's a tough matchup, but it's like... They use him in so many ways, he's going to get touches, though. Yeah, they they, they find ways to use him. And and so even though he's got a tough matchup it's like i think the volume is still going to be there mm-hmm. and you know he's he, baby cmc yeah he kind of is in many ways um my first one this week i got jeff uh wilson now there's a i, I don't know for sure that he's going to be the sh- the number one guy the niners they still have sermon who has done absolutely nothing so far but you don't really know with them because if they give Sermon some run in the beginning of the game and he looks good, they go with the hot hand. And so then all bets are off. Like it's, you know, if, if Wilson's the starter for the first drive, but then Sermon comes in the second drive and rips off a bunch of big runs, it's probably going to be Sermon the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. That said, Wilson's going to get the first shot at it and they're playing Jacksonville. So it's a great matchup. And even if he doesn't have a lockdown, you know, 25 touch sort of role, there's still plenty of potential, even if he only gets 15 touches. He's playing a bad defense. They should be in control of that game. Um, they they should be running the ball quite a bit. I think Jeff Wilson's got uh, like running back two, even man, I don't know what running back one. That seems a bit high, but I think he could easily fall into the running back two category this week, even with limited touches if they decide to go that route. But I I do think he at the, at, at least to start until unless Sermon or somebody starts to show out. I think he's going to dominate the touches in the backfield, and in a plus matchup, I just I just think it's a, a really safe bet. Okay, okay. Well, I just dropped him in a league, so. Ouch. Um, <laughs> that had to have been before the news with Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. 
Yep. The way you're looking at me, I'm going to say that was... It was not an hour ago for the Phillies defense. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, I have three defenses now, too. See, I I wouldn't have been able to do it. I'm an idiot. No, I just, I didn't, I, it was my fault. Uh, but I didn't I mean, think more about it. I thought Pittsburgh's defense was higher ranked than they were, and I couldn't justify dropping them. Because sure. I like having the two defenses that are good Yeah, good to rotate. rotate through. That's how I like to run my teams, and so I just, was like, oh, I'll just drop Wilson. He's not going to crack my lineup this week because I needed the defense, a third defense, and now he's on waivers. So he better not blow up this week because if I lose him being an idiot, I'm going to be pissed. I'm calling three touchdowns for Jeff Wilson this week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pain. That would be uh, pretty shitty for you. I mean, nice that's the way else. it goes, I guess, though. That one's kind of on me. That's the fucking way she goes, Bobs. Yup. Well, my second love this week is Alex Collins versus Arizona. There is nobody there at this point. Carson's out for the rest of the year. That neck injury did end up getting him like you said it would, which you hate to see. So prayers for Chris Carson. I hope he gets back right, finish out his contract next year. Same. But we did. We were saying for a while, like, watch out for the next stuff. So mm-hmm. we've, been, we've been preaching that for weeks, and mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that this is the end result. But anyway, sorry. So, yeah, no, you're good. So, Collins and Penny are the only, basically the only guys there. Penny's been kind of disappointing in his last two games that he played, barring the injuries that he's had, too. But in the last two games he's actually played in, he hasn't been great. And Collins doesn't look horrible. Um, I liked him in Baltimore when he was in Baltimore way back when, too. And he just has a lot of opportunity, and this is a game, like I said, I don't love Kyler in with the injury and not having D-hop. So, if this offense doesn't get going... Look for Seattle to hopefully take a lead if Russ is looking better than he did last week. But regardless, they might build in the game plan to run more if they know that Russ isn't going to be 100% again, and that's just going to benefit Alex Collins. Yeah, Russ can't look much worse than he did last week. Oh, God, it was so bad. There's, I mean, that's that's got to be like what? Absolute floor for Russell Wilson. That's the worst I've ever seen him play. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, And it's not close. And I had to start him last week. I regretted it instantly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I actually do. I do like Collins going forward. He's the number one there until Penny starts to take it over if he does, but I think that's a long shot. I don't think you will. No, I think I, it's going to be a split at best at for absolute best. Penny's yes. situation. I think he's pretty much played himself out of any sort of a chance to be a number one guy. What a wasted first round pick. Yeah. And maybe he didn't play himself out of it. He's more or less gotten hurt out of that opportunity, but that's, that's the nature of the beast with the NFL, I guess, you know? Do so, that. Who's your? Do you have anybody else for uh, shines? Yeah, I have one more. Daryl Williams, who we we talked about Clyde and, and Williams a little bit ago, briefly. But I think, like I said, I do think he's earned himself a big role or a bigger role. And I think Clyde coming back off of IR this week, even if he, he's going to be active in some capacity, but I I do think it's going to be a split workload. Even if Clyde takes the job back over after this week, um. I still kind of feel like they're going to, to ease him back into it, they're going to split touches. And um, Clyde's not exactly a great between the tackles guy or like goal line guy. He gets stuffed in a lot of those short yardage situations. I think they're going to try to give Williams that opportunity to take that job. Mm -hmm. So in that offense, a goal line back is super, super valuable. Um, That's what you want. Carson's been, I mean, not Carson, Hilaire has been killing me. And in a, in a game that's going to, in all likelihood, be a massive shootout. You, I, you could start both of them this week at probably as a flex, and I think 
I like Williams' upside better than Clyde this week. Yeah. Um, I do think both of them are probably going to score close to double digits, at, at, at the very least 10 points each, but I could see a bigger game for, for either one. Yeah, I could see Clyde getting two, and I could also see Williams. I don't know. I just think that game's going to be 42-35, like that kind of scoring oh, game. For sure. I, I think the same. Even if Mahomes has like two or three picks, I still think they're going to put 35. <laughs> that could up. be in more points because Diggs could score another touchdown. You never know. Yeah. Um, do we go? Bo- do we go over both years? I got uh, my. Yeah. I just got the yep. two. I got mine, so we're golden. Yeah. Uh, my first pine is Saquon Barkley. Yes, sir. At Tampa Bay. Uh, you hate to see him running into Tampa Bay's defense his first game back, but it's not going to bode well for him, in my opinion. Their front seven is just too vicious, and in the game where New York has no offense, Kenny Galladay's been a ghost. Uh, <laughs> what a waste of money that Sterling Shepard's in and out. Uh, Slayton's in and out. And when they do play, they don't really perform that well. Nah, Daniel, this is a horrible way to judge Daniel Jones' talent because you can't. <laughs> there's just nothing going on in New York. They need line help so bad, too. I think he's due for a change of scenery. Yeah, I think they all are. If I'm, be, Saquon, I'm, not, if I'm Saquon, I'm not resigning there. No. No shot. Daniel Jones will be starting in Carolina next year. <laughs> Sam Darnold 2.0. Exactly. So, just coming off the injury and with the situation that it is, I, if you've been doing okay with Barkley on your bench during the weeks that he's been out with, maybe ride it out one more week and yeah, don't shoot yourself in the foot with a five-point week from your presumptive, probably, first-round pick. Yeah. So. I'm I'm very close to being, like, like, <laughs> like benching Saquon. I don't own him on any teams, yeah. but if I did, I would be very, very close to benching him. Just for this week. And just waiting for him to prove me wrong before I put him back in my lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's still Saquon Barkley, but I am i don't trust that he's completely healthy, number one. Um, number two, since his defense is actually, they're, I think, better than people realize that they are. Um, it's not like they're great. I think since he overall is better than people realize. I do, too. I think they're, it's not like I think they're a contender. Uh, do I think that they're... Uh, competitive for sure i i think their defense is better than people give them credit for because they've been so bad for you know so long as mm-hmm. just as a franchise um but yeah i also i had saquon on my bench or my, my pines this week and I, I would be considering benching him for sure who's your other one uh josh jacobs hmm, i hate that because i have to oh, start him this week i i just mi- i realized i misspoke i was thinking of jacobs is playing since not saquon he's got tampa that's a for sure i'm considering mm-hmm. that's that's i'd almost i would almost not even consider benching him. i would be benching him yeah <laughs> yeah i'm out on him anyway uh jacobs against cincy this week again Cincy's defense is yeah. yeah better than better than people re- realize i think and we talked about the raiders the white flag is up the season's pretty much over um i just think and he's actually statistically he's averaging like he's having one of the worst worst years that he's had so far in this in the league. He's yeah, only, it's another Alabama guy in Las Vegas that just didn't work out that I thought would. He's only averaging like I think like fifty rushing yards a game, and it's not like he's a great pass catcher. So you're getting fifty yards a game, and if you're getting really lucky, you get some, a touchdown out of him. Mm-hmm. It's like that's it's you, you don't like to be expecting that out of a guy that should be a bell cow. Should should be getting more touches. So I'm. I'm kind of out on Jacobs altogether um, for the rest of the season. I just don't think he's – there. you'll have some weeks where he's startable at best. That, that's about it. So, 
who else you got? Uh, that the only other one that I have is the the combo special again of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I hate the Buffalo running backs. I do too. It's you never know which one's gonna be the better performer of the two, and, and in this case, I'm just staying away from them all together with an indie front seven that's pretty good against the run, yeah, and a defense yeah. that's pretty bad against the pass. And Josh Allen can definitely throw the ball, so. I see a big game for probably Diggs and a really big game I guess I'll get into later for somebody else. But for that reason, just I I can't justify starting either of those running backs this week in no. that game. Josh Allen is the best running back that they have. <laughs> and That's... that guy slips on the one and gets stoned on fourth down. So. <laughs> it was once. Jeffrey Simmons dummied him. And he was probably slightly concussed because of the dirty shots they were giving him. Oh, here we go. Bounty <laughs> Gate 2.0 or what? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think Greg Williams is dressed up as their you make me coordinator on. out there. He's, <laughs> he's out there paying out cash payouts. But no. Nah, How much I mean, was he giving those guys? Fuck, I don't know. A few thousand. He's a, I was going to say, he's a coach. It's not like he's got shit. Where does that money come from? I, I don't know. It was like, do the players pitch into a pool? Probably the booster funds or something, like private investors or something like that. Yeah, like, do the, do the players just throw money in for this shit and they pay it out depending on, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe they all do that. I'll throw 5K in the year and then do the team awards at the end of the year. <laughs> um, I got my pines covered. I don't know if you have another one or not. Um, I have one borderline. My pines are covered. I'm golden. All right, I'm going to jump into Antonio Gibson then. He is my again. borderline pick. On the Antonio Gibson hill. Mm, I don't know how to feel about him. Is where I've you will about, die. I've talked about how much I am disappointed in Gibson this year. That hasn't really changed. He had one good week. He did have it against the Buccaneers, which is very surprising. He had two touchdowns, um, which is exactly why I don't know how to feel about him. Because it's like, did he get healthier over the bye week because he was dealing with the shin injury? He's probably feeling better than he has all season, but he's still on a bad team right now. And it's like, how much can you trust that offense to be moving the ball in scoring position when they get down? He's not the guy that they put on the field. It's McKissick every time. Mm-hmm. So where is Antonio Gibson? Like where, where's his value? I have no idea. I don't know what to think about him. He's got a tough matchup against Carolina. He had a tough matchup last week too. So what we saw him have a good game. I have no idea what to think about him. I want to say that I'm putting him in my lineup because I want to hold out hope that he's still going to be a running back too, uh, like I envisioned him being. I just don't think it's realistic. And I don't know, is he a running back three? Is he a running back four? I have no fucking clue where he's at. I don't know where I feel, like how I feel about him. Um, am I starting him this week? Probably. <laughs> still. I'm giving it one more try. I benched him last week and I paid for it. Uh but God damn it, dude, I just, I'm so conflicted. Yeah, he should be better than he is. Yeah. That part I've never understood, but there, I feel like that's with a lot of players this year. That whole Washington team, too, in general, I feel like should have been so much better. The fact that Ron Rivera S- said preseason they want to use him like McCaffrey, <laughs> and then to get this out of him, I was so excited when I heard Rivera say that. Because you know how he, he knows how to free up space. And I've I've said this before. I've preached this. The guy played wide receiver in college. It's not like he doesn't know how to catch the ball. Or to, right? You know he should I mean? be perfect for that role. It's ex- that that should be his role. And <laughs> he should be Cordero Patterson, but better. <laughs> I just I'm so baffled. I'm 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 miffed. I'm perplexed. You know who else played wide receiver in college? 
Ryan Tannehill. Yep. I knew it. I knew you were going there. Uh, anyway, Gibson, start him. Don't start him. I don't fucking know. Do whatever you want with him. Trade him. Cut I him. Wouldn't. Keep him. <laughs> um, whatever you think is best. All right, well, let's get into a guy we really haven't discussed a lot about on this podcast, oh, and my borderline of the week is Miles Gaskin know. at the New York Jets. <laughs> I roll. <laughs> they are the worst run defense in the league. There's not a shot in hell Miami doesn't win this game because how do you lose to the Jets? It's not yeah, who possible. Does that? Um, <laughs> I've never seen a team lose to the Jets this year. I think that Miami will win this game by a decent amount, and Miles Gaskin will get a good amount of work, and he does get a decent amount of touches, and because their run defense is so bad, I think he'll have success, as well as I think he'll get some work in the passing game because they're going to I, – I, like, I think it'll be competitive for a little bit, but they're going to – eventually pull away and in both facets of that miles gaskin's still going to be a factor and since they're statistically the worst defense i like my shot they're my odds this week starting miles gaskin is like a flex play is it is it a it's a smart play based on the matchup yes however it's always the butt i just cannot with miles gaskin anymore. I'll, I'll bet you 20 bucks miles gaskin outscores um Antonio Gibson this week. I do that. 20 bucks. <laughs> For those of you that can't, you can't see and this. And full PPR. Yeah, full PPR. Oh, half. Half. Full. Half. Half point. All if right. it's full. Fine. You're rich, but fine. <laughs> All right. There it is. Half point. Gibson versus uh, Gaskin. Interesting. Uh, I, I'm Let's still go, Miles. Yeah. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Um, I have nothing to say about Gaskin. <laughs> He's, I, now you don't no, want him to do not, good at all. No, I not one good thing to say about him this year. Um, he scored a couple of touchdowns. Um, we should. St- He's in our starting lineup in our league. Uh, unless you want to start somebody else, and we don't have much else. No, we don't. So. Not this week with buys. Um. Anyway, I I I have no argument. I I hate Gaskin. <laughs> that's that's my argument. That is my argument. Fuck that guy. It's either him or we could add Rashad Penny, mm, no. which I'm not in no. on. So, nope, not me either. Um, anyway, you got any other running backs nope. you want to talk about? To the wideouts we go, and staying in the same game, mm, no. Mr. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, mm-hmm. get into <laughs> get it. Get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that matchup. Like I said, this defense is fucking horrendous. So regardless of if they do win a couple games here and there, they still get scored on. Jen Waddle's a burner. Mm-hmm. And Tua's hopefully going to get that Bama connection rolling again like he has in a couple weeks previous as well. So I like Jen Waddle a lot this week. I'm definitely putting him in my flex or wide receiver too. I think he has wide receiver two upside this week for sure. Yeah, he's going to waddle his ass into the end zone. Nice. We like to see it here yeah. at the Fantasy Four Stringers podcast. Yeah, I, I love Waddle. Um, I think the only reason I haven't put him on my, my shines the last couple of weeks is because I've already been hyping him up so much as it is. It's yeah, like, guy's a beauty. That's that's kind of like a default pick at this point for me. <laughs> it's like, that's an auto draft. That's an auto draft oh. right there, bud. So I, I let I leave him out strictly because of my love for him in any week going forward. Why? Hmm? 
Why are you why are you leaving out the thing you love most? Um, I just feel like if I if I repeat Waddle every single week, it's I feel the like, same way because I feel like you neglect all things you love because you just never text me back either. So yeah, I'm never. pretty bad at that. Never, Heather tells me a lot too. Yeah. I, uh, I I don't know. You, you, you got me. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I I love Waddle in any week. Um. As long as Devontae Parker's out and they still – I don't know if Preston Williams is back yet, but I know he's been banged up for a lot of the year. Um, Waddle's the number one, and he, he probably should be the number one. He's Devontae Parker? Him. Parker's on IR, though. Yeah. But I, I think they picked Waddle at, what, six or whatever it was? Yes, I mean, sir. they picked him so high, they expect him to be that good. So it's that's what it is. Uh, anyway. It is what it is. I have my number one I'm super, super high on. And obviously this is an easy – easier argument to make now that you know Amari Cooper's been ruled out I wouldn't feel this way about him if Cooper wasn't out uh but Michael Gallup yeah I I started him my last other week. one <laughs> yeah I started him last week in a pinch because I needed to and I mean he was decent what do you for, do oh fuck what was his actual numbers I don't remember but he, he had I, 80 yards and a handful of catches something like that Michael um, Gallup game basically yeah and it, for a wide receiver three on a on a team, that's a pretty good number. He had oh, pff, never mind. He had three for forty two, mm. um, but with Amari Cooper out, I think that that number is going to go. Way oh, up. absolutely, the targets for sure. Um, and what I'm, are we all about here? Opportunity. I am fully expecting Michael Gallup to have a huge game, in a big way. So, I mean, we've talked about that matchup, the point total, what it's expected to be uh, as far as like a game script. <clears throat> um, CD Lamb is the obvious number one offensive yeah. target or weapon. Yeah, the, there's the no attention. doubt that you should start CD Lamb in every league. You attention is going to be going his direction. Michael Gallup's going to get a lot of the one on one looks. And in a really bad defense yeah, in Kansas City with makeshift linebackers, that linebacking core is so bad, dude. He should be able to dominate whoever he's going up against. So I'm, I am super high in Michael Gallup this week. Mm-hmm. That was my only other one. You got anybody else? Uh, I have actually two more. Perfect. Uh, Rashad Bateman, Marquise Brown's out, so Bateman just kind of steps immediately into the default number one receiver role. Love that Bateman's actually on my pine. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he's with with Brown out. He's the for sure the number one wide receiver target. Yep. Uh, obviously, Andrews is going to get some more targets too. He'll get a bump. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit later too. But Bateman's already been getting a pretty good target share, and you take Brown out of the equation, I think he'll get the bump in targets. You'll see a bump in catches, the receiving yards. I think he gets into the end zone this week. Um, I know Chicago's defense is – they've been okay this year, but now Khalil Mack's out for the season. Um, who knows what their defense will look like without him because that affects so much more than just, like, the surface level, oh, Khalil Mack's out, but, like – What's their pass? What's the pass rush going to look like? Mm-hmm. What's the running game going to look like? I think like the whole dynamic of that defense is going to be different without him in there. Um, I don't know for sure that Russ or Russell uh, Lamar Jackson will play. If Jackson doesn't play, this is going to change drastically. drastically what I think about Bateman. But I'm assuming that Jackson plays, and if as long as he does, I think Bateman is going to be like wide receiver two category, and I think he could have upside for more than that. Yeah, so Lamar got listed again with an illness on Friday, which was strange. Not COVID. I don't know. Hopefully not. But, I mean, I think they have to release if it is. So, obviously, if it was, he wouldn't be playing. Uh, For Lamar being questionable, that's part of the reason I don't like Bateman. 
I also I just think tempering expectations on a rookie he's not going to blow up every game and when he's facing number one coverage now because of Marquise Brown being out it's going to be a lot harder for him to succeed in my opinion so I like Watkins more in this game I figured that he's there mm-hmm. but yeah I actually I, I would consider putting <clears throat> Watkins into like a flex category if you need to this yeah week. Bateman just scares me too much with the barring he's going to be facing primarily number one coverage not that Chicago's defense is anything to write home about yeah but if Lamar's not 100% and he has the best guy in the field covering him I think that that's some something to take into consideration that's fair um you said you were you don't have any more shines so. nope that was just that was I had figured I'd harp in on Bateman because yeah. he was my first pine okay um I have one more shine then uh and this actually <clears throat> This is kind of like a reg- or like a season long shine as long as Antonio Brown is out because it's looking like that could be for a while now mm-hmm. with the whole uh, fake vaccination card situation. That yeah, yikes, up. dude. Um, Chris Godwin. As long as Brown's out, Godwin is I'm he, he leaps and bounds better without Brown in the lineup because there's just way less competition for targets. Mike, I think Mike Evans, his role in that offense is going to stay the same whether Brown is in, Godwin's in. He's always like a big body, downfield threat, red zone threat. But Godwin and Brown are the two guys that kind of eat underneath and without one or the other eating into the other's targets. Um, Godwin has had by far his best stretch of the year mm-hmm. without Brown in the lineup. And I think that's going to continue. And with Brown's situation going on the way it is with that the Vax card deal. Um, I'm curious how I'm, the NFL is going to handle that, especially after the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Right, I am too. And until we know what the resolution is going to be with that, uh, Chris Godwin has like launched into wide receiver one territory. Yeah, he's like outperforming Evans too. So I think he's going to get a massive target volume going forward. I think he's going to get 10-plus targets a game. And uh, the number one passing offense in the NFL, they throw for like 300-plus yards a game. It's going to Evans, it's going to Godwin for the most part. So um, you're starting Godwin anyway, but I think if you're – if you thought of Godwin as like a wide receiver two ish for the, for the season because he hasn't been spectacular, uh, up the ante this this next few weeks because I he's going to be much better than that I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm loving Godwin's situation right now for sure. Well, with that being said, I guess we can roll right into pines. Yes, sir. Uh, my other pine is Justin Jefferson versus Green Bay. Oh come on. Uh, he's going to be blanketed by Jair. Uh, and over the past four weeks, Green Bay is a top five fantasy defense to get with points against overall, not just wide receivers, I mean, overall. And so having him be blanketed by arguably one of the best corners in the league, I just don't love it. I think Thielen's upside's a lot bigger than his is this week. Yeah, and Thielen... And Thielen does play better at home as well. Thielen's had some monster games against the Packers mm-hmm. in the past. So I like Thielen this week but i don't like jefferson because of the matchup but obviously i would i I would most likely have to start him just based on talent level i just temper your expectations i don't think this is going to be a good week for him i i wouldn't put him on my pine list i i always have sort of tempered expectations for any vikings player (laughs) just in general (laughs) especially Uh, the kickers but that said He's actually Jefferson has outperformed what I expected him to this mm-hmm. year. Um, I, I did think you were going to see much, a, more of a sophomore slump. He's been okay. He, he's been he's actually been pre- pretty. He's, he's been, been pretty, pretty good. good. Um, 
better than I expected this year, though. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's going to have a, a bad game. I don't think there's a high, high ceiling this week. But I have felt that way in the past. Like last week, he had the Chargers, and they have a pretty good pass defense. Yeah, they do. And he went for like nine for 147 or something. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's always always room for him to have a game like that. But Jair Alexander is like uh, – he's, he's top he's up five, there. top yeah, three, he's, top he's up three, there. five, somewhere yeah. in there. So I, I, I do – I sort of agree uh, in a sense. But if – I personally, I put him more of a borderline. Yeah, that's you know, but basically how I feel. But I very strongly to the point where I don't think he's going to play well. But it's just it's really hard justifying sitting somebody that good, especially when your talent's probably lower. Yeah. My first pine this week is uh, scary Terry. Ooh, scary in so many ways this year. Yeah, he's been um, a bummer. Yeah, and he's playing Carolina this week. He's got stuff clamps Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, he's Dude, got Gilmore. I'd- Carolina's defense is still solid. I'm yep. staying it all year. Yep. And Taylor Heineke has not looked anywhere near as good as well. He's been very hit. Talk shit about my boy. He's had a couple good. Games. I love Heineke. Um, Do you think he I, drinks Heineken? I don't know. I think he had several Heinekens before he stuck his foot through a glass door when he was on the Vikings practice squad. What? That was why the Vikings cut him. Why? He got locked out of his house. This is the story that was uh, reported. Got locked out of his house. He was he was going to get the backup job. I forget who the starter was at that time. It might have been Kirk. I forget how many years ago this was. Um, he was almost essentially locked into the backup role. They were really, really high on Heineke. Mm-hmm. And, well, with good reason. He's not horrible. Right. So they really liked him. He had been in their practice squad. Um, and then in the preseason, like not long before the season was set to start, he got locked out of his house, didn't have his keys, and decided – his route to get into the house was to kick in the glass. Um, well, that makes sense. No, I like get it. Side window or something on a door of the house that he was staying in or living in. Dumbass. And when the glass shattered, it like cut his foot up. Severed his fucking. I think it was like his Achilles. I don't think he completely severed it, but he like cut the shit out of his foot and his ankle. And I think he lost the entire season because of it. Yeah. And the Vikings cut him <laughs> or put him on IR and then cut him the next year or whatever it was. And he ended up bouncing around in the practice squads and. And whatever, and then now he's he is where he is. Um, but yeah, so he was actually the Vikings were super super high on him. They signed him as an undrafted free agent when he was a rookie. Where did he go to college? Oh, I forget. Um, Jesus, might just be like I think it was like a D two sort of school, Western Kentucky, with Cooper Cup or something. I'll see if I can look it up quick. But um, fuck, I don't know. It's gonna take too much time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, McLaurin, I, he's been difficult to trust this year as it is. I've, we, I talked about how disappointed I've been in him yep. and Gibson and that whole offense. Um, the entirety of the football team in Washington. He's got a tough matchup. It's been a bad year for them. I don't foresee them being really super competitive in this game. Maybe get some garbage time points, but even garbage time points piled up on top of a really shitty game. On a two for 13 yards or whatever the hell it is. I yeah. just I just don't see it for him this week. So I'm... I'm very near the point of like considering him a, a matchup play where it's like, okay, I'm yeah. benching him if he's got a bad yeah. matchup. So I'm. This I season's been so way. bad for them that they should for sure change their name just to get a clean slate and clean start because I mean, this is horrible. It's the Washington football team for Yeah, I know. Like, it's how could you ever consider that as your main name going forward? That's the worst name in sports. It's, it's horrible. I don't understand how people like it. Uh, but anyway, anybody else you have on your pines? Because mine are covered. Uh, I have Deontay Johnson. 
Okay. This week. Um, we talked about Big Ben. He's completely washed up. Johnson's been okay this year as it is, even because even with Ben being uh, Ben. But once again, that Chargers pass defense. Yeah, Chargers pass defense is pretty good. Um, Ben's not. And Ben's know, it's, not. It's just. You, yeah, oh, how the mighty have fallen. You combine those two together, and it's just like, okay, so they got a tough matchup, and he's got a quarterback that can't, really can't throw the ball downfield. What's what, what's the expectation then? You know, a handful of catches for, you know, middling yardage totals. And maybe he gets into the end zone and gets you 14 points out of it mm-hmm. at, at, at best. But I just, that's, that's, I think, best case scenario. I think 15 is his absolute max for points. Yeah, unless he catches a deep one. And I don't, I don't think he will. That's and the thing. Ben can get it there. That's, that's exactly <laughs> it. He could be wide open 50 yards downfield and Ben's going to throw at 45. That's kind of how the entire season has been. That's the last couple of years, really. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. Anybody else for your pines? Uh, no. I just have uh, the one borderline, and then that's it. Yes, sir. My first borderline is Michael Pittman Jr. at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Love the player, hate the matchup. Yeah. Trey White is terrifying. You never want your number one going up against him. He's a hell of a corner. Uh, Buffalo's offense and defense overall is incredibly good. They're one of the oh, better yeah. teams in the AFC. So, I do like Pittman because, one, he is talented and he's going to be involved. And, two, I do think Buffalo will win this game. And because of that, I think Buffalo's going to be ahead, obviously, because you have to be ahead to win a game. And because of that, I think Eddie's going to have to throw a lot more and get a little bit away from the whole Jonathan Taylor pound train. So, pause. So, <laughs> because of that, I think that Michael Pittman is going to have a really good day. I or Not like a incredibly good day i just think that it will be a wide receiver two type numbers it just won't be michael Pittman's big day big day yeah. so i would still start him i just just be wary of it because yeah. the matchup is tough and yeah. if you are really deep on wide receivers like say you have like a Devonte smith or someone of the level of jerry judy i know he's on by but like some guy that that talent level that you could start over him this week, I would probably consider it. Yeah, I think I would too. Buffalo is allowing 15 points per game to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best in the NFL. The next best team is Carolina, and they're allowing 16.6, a full point and a half um, more per game to wide receivers, and, and that's just the next best team. So uh, I Buffalo's, think Buffalo statistically, Buffalo's got the best defense in the NFL right now. Yeah, but um, Pittman's all they have in Indy, so he exactly. will get his fair share. It just yeah. It's going to be hard for him to really have a successful day. Yeah, volume would be there. Production may not be. So I I, I think, yeah, he he would, for me too, I didn't have him on my list, but if he's he would fall smack in the middle of mm-hmm. like borderline territory for me. Who you got as your borderline? I got T. Higgins. Okay. Uh, I talked about Burrow, how much I like him uh, this week playing the Raiders. Uh, I think the matchup's great. Yeah, we just, I think fine. we more so just don't like the Raiders. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of it. Uh, that that is quite a bit of it for me. I, Higgins has actually been, I think, I think kind of an afterthought just because of the year that Chase is having. Um, however, he is actually outperforming the numbers he put up last year. Like he's actually averaging a few more receiving yards per game this year than he did last year. The biggest difference has been he just hasn't had the touchdown numbers yet. Okay, um, but that pendulum could swing in his direction at any time because. For every touchdown that Burrow's thrown to Jamar Chase, he could he could start finding T. Higgins open. Um, Here's the hoping. 
it's I think I think that potential is always there. I just think that offense is good enough where if if Jamar Chase is attracting the attention and Higgins is the guy that's starting to get open more in the red zone or downfield, I think it could easily swing in his his direction. Yeah, having Boyd as your number three is not a bad problem to have. Um, in his last three games, uh, for let me see, half point. Yeah, for half point, his last three games, he's been above ten points in each one. For Higgins or Boyd? For Higgins. Okay, and that's having not scored a touchdown in like the last five games. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that's good production without he's, he's getting volume touchdown he's getting, he's getting efficiency. Um, if, if the touchdown regression goes his way in a positive direction, easily a wide receiver too. Um, that said, it hasn't happened yet this year. And so that's why he's kind of a borderline guy. It's like, are you getting some production? Yes. The floor is it high. Yeah. Uh, but the ceiling isn't what it could be yet, but it could easily get there. So, all right. Well, I guess we're moving into the tight ends, Wink's favorite section of the this podcast. Of ends. Uh, who you got first? Uh, Money Man Dow's Goddard <laughs> versus New Orleans. Fuck. Uh, paid. <laughs> Jesus. They paid him $14 mil a year, so this man needs to show up and prove that Philly fans are going to want him around in the next year, let alone... What were they? <laughs> Will he be around? What were they paying it, Ertz when Ertz was making his money? Probably that, like eight or ten at most. So he's making would, would be my more guess more than Ertz, probably far less production. Well, I think they're hoping not Ertz is gone that his production will increase. What a slap in the face to Zach Ertz! Yeah, disrespectful on the way out. Uh, New Orleans is not a very good team against the pass. They are really good against the run. For that reason, I think Goddard obviously is not a much of a blocking tight end. He's more of a route runner. He can mix it up a little bit. He does help in the blocking sets. So he will be out there for all of them, which is nice. And I think that it's kind of a prove-it game because Philly fans are ruthless and he needs to prove this contract is worth it, man. So I like Goddard as a start this week. Uh, I don't. I I just I haven't seen enough from him this year to feel I, – I just – I don't – I would not feel good about putting him out there. However, <laughs> without Ertz there, and they, they're they actually passing the ball, it's, they're starting to come around a bit. Jalen Hurts has looked uh, better throwing uh, than I, I think I expected this year. You know, I kind of thought of him as purely a runner. Um, but he can move the ball through the air a little bit. I, I don't hate Goddard as like a uh, – you could start him. I just don't know what his ceiling is. Like, I don't know what to expect as far as production from him. I feel like he's kind of been all over the map. Uh, without Ertz there, though, it's like, and it's it's him and Devonta Smith. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. I don't know who their wide receiver two is. Is it Rager? I mean, I guess you could argue that Travis Fulgham. No, he Fulgham's he still not there? on that team, bro. So it's like outside of Goddard and, and Smith, it's like you don't have any other reliable weapons. So JJ Ortega Whiteside, dude. Yeah, everyone loves that guy. But um, anyway, I'm going to get into my my first. I actually have two tight ends that I really like this week. And the first one is Mike, Mark Andrews. I mentioned him for the same reasons as Bateman. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Brown being out, both of those two are going to get a target bump. And, oh, I forgot about Greg Ward. Sorry. Oh, God. Who could forget that guy? <laughs> um, but Andrews has already been, he's for the last year or two years since his really his breakout season, he's already been flirting with, you know, elite tight end yeah. category as it, as it is. Um, I think this is going to be on the high side of that this year, there, this week, as far as production. I think he's going to, you're going to see one of his better games just because they're going to need him to have a good game. You're picking a top three tight end as a shine this week? 
Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I think. What a hot take. Well, I think he's got like I'm tight end kidding. one upside. Yeah, yeah I, for sure. I, that's, that's where I see it. I'm I, just giving you shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I like to pick a lot. Andrews has been fantastic this year. Yeah. Better than I thought he was going to be. I knew he was about all they had, but I didn't really think that he would be as consistent throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of the season. Just because you never know with Lamar, too. Lamar's never been a big yards guy for yeah. throwing through the air. So, you always scare me a little bit. Uh, my next tight end, who I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, is Dawson Knox versus the Indianapolis Colts. Indy gives up the third most ugh, third most points to tight ends, which is huge for Knox. Uh, Allen loves Knox. And like I addressed earlier, they're going to have to throw to beat this team. They're not going to be mm-hmm. able to run as well against a really tough Andy run defense and with two running backs who I don't love and I don't think anybody really loves they're not great <laughs> running backs no so this is lining up to kind of be a juicy matchup for Knox and I think that he is gonna break the bank for you and probably have a really good week yeah I do too I think Knox is actually I was I was gonna mention him too he was my next mm-hmm. uh, he was the other guy ahead of my my shine list um 100 I am no questions starting Knox this week Mm-hmm. Unless you have like Kelsey or or Mark Andrews, maybe like like Waller. Outside of those three, I'm starting Knox over just about anybody, even like Hawkinson or Pitts. Well, Pitts already played, but um, I just think it's a great matchup. Uh, like you said, Indy's not been great against tight ends this year. Um, in fact, you know, like you said, also they're towards the bottom of the list. Um, their defense has been pretty good, but. They're not great against the pass. That's their that's mm-hmm. their weakest uh, the weakest part of their defense is against the pass. So, and as much as Buffalo likes to throw the ball, you I mean, hard hard to argue against a, a starting tight end on a team that throws the ball more than just about anybody in the league. Right. Um, against a defense that's not particularly good against the the pass. So, with a guy who can huck the ball at like oh, seventy yeah. miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So I I too love me some Dawson Knox this week. Hmm. Um, Okie dokie. Yeah. Well, what else you got for me, big daddy? Well, I got Tyler Hawkinson in my pines. Um, Tyler Hawkinson, huh? Tyler John Hawkinson. Actually, I don't know that that's his name. I, I didn't mean to say Tyler. I, but, uh, anyway, I I don't know. I, I want to think that Hawkinson, I think talent-wise, he's great. He's just in a really bad situation right now. Yeah, TJ's not excited to be there. Yeah. Um, and There's Goff, you can tell. Yeah, Cleveland's defense is okay they're fine um but i'm not uh not exactly sold on detroit's ability to get hawkins in the ball consistently we mm-hmm. saw it last week what did he have like two catches yeah goff is um, against pittsburgh it was not a good week and goes from just, living in la and going to super bowls to fucking detroit and going oh yeah. and eight and oh yeah. eight and one excuse me well can't forget the tie they'll if they if they don't win another game not only will they be, oh, they be the only, only team in NFL history to not win a game in a season, they will have done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. With a tie, too. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This The Hawkinson pick for me is more of a more of just like a frustration slash gut pick. It's not It's not like Cleveland's okay on defense. They're, they're pretty good at times, but they've also had some, some weaknesses at times as well. Um, I just think. Uh, Detroit is just not good. <laughs> it's really this plain really and simple. Just, we we say it almost every week. 
at some point. Well, we um, pick against them every week, and so far it's kind of worked out. So, right. but yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, Hawkinson. I'm. I don't feel good about him this week at all. Fair enough. Um, I don't have any other shines for tight ends. No, I know Hawkinson was a pine for me. I don't have any other shines. Um, so my first pine is Gronk. Don't love it at all. Uh, he's coming back off of his injury. He's playing the Giants, so it seems like a really good matchup because mm-hmm. the Giants are not a great team. But you've seen games where Gronk plays and doesn't get a single catch, and I think that him coming back off of injury and the way Tampa Bay has been not necessarily fine without him because Gronk played well, but been able to manage with their tight ends because of the depth that they have. I don't think that they necessarily need to rush Gronk back into full capacity playing because Mm -hmm. obviously he's older now and can get hurt easier. Just the way his body is, it's kind of how it's always been. So I don't think they're going to rush him into a high like snap count because there's no need to. They have OJ Howard, they have Cameron Braid. There's not unnecessary need to have Gronk play how he was in the beginning of the season. So yeah, you're excited to have Gronk back and he started the season off really well. So you're hoping for more of that same production, but I don't think you're going to get it. Yeah. And it's, he's done, he's been dealing with a back injury for the same reason that I was scared about Carson with his neck. It's like back Mm -hmm. and neck, anything with the spinal column in general is so tricky. And he's always had pretty serious injuries. Injuries like that. So it's like, I, I have a really hard time trusting that he can go into a game with limited practice time and not being 100% and produce on a consistent basis. Back injuries are just so easy to, to re-aggravate or to tweak. It's like you get one helmet on a tackle into the back, and it's like game. Good night, yeah. yeah. So, um, I yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. It's, um, it's, it's really tough for me to trust – Gronkowski in any capacity until unless he's 100% healthy I'm I'm almost completely out on him because it's just it's too tough to too tough to rely on him even though the he does present upside yeah right because he he's played so good upside. um especially with Brady in there it's just uh, the injury concerns the age um and they have just so many other weapons they don't have to rely on Gronk to really to do much to win so do you have any other guys that are on your pine list? No, sir. Okay. I do not either. Who you got for Borderlands? I have Patrick Friermuth. Oh. Um, I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, what? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is my Tim Patrick. tight end. Um, guy just signed a deal. <laughs> Three years, 30 mil for Tim Patrick. Good for that guy. Oh, dude. How in the fuck are they paying Tim Patrick? 10 mil a year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For like 300 yards and a few touchdowns? Things you love to see. Oh my God. Anyway, Jesus, Denver. Figure it out. Uh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Now, the mooth. I'm... The mooth. I like that. <laughs> I, I want to love him this week, uh, but I... For the same reasons I don't trust Deontay Johnson, it's hard for me to... Yeah, he's kind of our darling boy. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to get up on, on Muth uh, consistently. Uh, but however, I do think Ben trusts him, and I love the talent. I think he's... Legitimately, I think he could he's going to end up being a top five tight end at some point. Oh, yeah, I, tr- I trust Muth with my life. For sure. Uh, so, uh, 
Do I do I think he's got big time upside in pretty much any game? Yes, I do. They're playing the Chargers though, so it could be a tough one. Um, I think that you could see them struggle to move the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm just I'm conflicted. I'm not. I I'm starting him 100. If I have him, unless I have like a top and like a top flight tight end, I'm probably starting him. I don't think I'd start him over Knox. Yeah, that's probably him, where I'd draw the line. But I'd he, put him right behind Knox. He's flirting with elite talent level for the rest of the season. I think he's a top 12 tight end every week going forward. Yeah, I, I do too. I just think this is probably not the matchup that I would want yep. to target um, personally. But that said, the Chargers aren't great against tight ends either. They are allowing 10-plus points per game to tight ends, which is not Chargers good. just aren't good at all. Um, no. Chargers are dust. Super dust. Move the team. Remember when our friend said that they were top three in the NFL? When have they ever been top three in the NFL? Like three weeks ago, Bryce said. Mm. <laughs> What's their record? No. This was right before they got schwacked by Baltimore. So maybe it was more than three weeks. God damn. It was right before the week they got waxed by Baltimore. He said that they were a top three team in the NFL. Hmm. Well, I guess by default, then the Vikings yeah, are a top tough. three team in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, that's tough. The Vikings <laughs> just beat them. So. Well, my borderline is Adam Troutman. <laughs> from the New Orleans Saints at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is giving up the most points to tight ends from a fantasy perspective per game. I think it's like almost six, 13 and a half points or something like that. I forgot what it was. Yeah. But it's a ridiculous amount of points for a tight end. It's definitely – there's a good indent between first and second place. So Philly's clearly giving up the most points to tight ends in the league. Um, Troutman definitely gets used uh, when they play the Saints – the Titans when they played the Saints last week. They used Troutman a decent amount, and they got him involved in the screen game, which you love to see because if Philly's doing that and they throw Troutman a couple screens, that's big play capability. And if he takes one house, that's all you need from your tight end for the whole day. So yeah, <laughs> one touchdown is all it takes. If to you're in a yeah, if you're in a rough tight end situation or you're a tight end streamer, Troutman's a great stream play this week because Philly's horrendous against the tight end. Yeah. Anything I also, else? I have one more that Ooh, I just looked. Dan let's Arnold, go, baby. Yeah, um, he's actually been versus San Fran. Yeah, he's been serviceable. Uh, if you if you need a tight end, in a yeah, pitch, what a trade. He's been um, a top ten draft pick for a fucking tight end named Dan Arnold. <laughs> nice, nice um, play, Jacksonville. He uh, he's been serviceable. Uh, if like I said, if you need a tight end in a pinch, at, at the very least you're getting a few points out of him. Yep. Um, it's not like he's got massive upside because he plays in fucking Jacksonville. Um, and I mean, and Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback. I mean, how good could you be? But, Reach. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, got, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about how, how much of a reach Trevor Lawrence Dude, is. Dude, I called that before he even played it down in the NFL. <laughs> um, Trevor Lawrence is going to be like the new, what? Who's who do Jameis we, Winston. Mm, yeah, who's, who are, who's a guy that we've harped on the most that we just we're constantly dogging? Not AJ. It Brown. was Joe Mixon for the last couple of years. No, that was one side. Because <laughs> I've always Michael loved Thomas. Mixon. Uh, maybe Thomas, but Slant Thomas. Boy. Thomas was actually good for a while. Yeah, he was. Um, geez, who? Um, who Tannehill came in that was never good. Who what? I drafted high? You say Tannehill? <laughs> I'm gonna punch you in the face, Julio. Um, We're just naming Titans now. <laughs> Everyone busted. Everyone um, but Derek. Who's the who's like the most recent big time draft bust for a quarterback? Who we talking? Like, are you saying actual NFL draft or fantasy draft? Uh, actual. Uh, so how about this, Marcus Mariota? Who's like because he's he's the new Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. 
drafted super high. Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of talent. And I'm not going to comment on that. He's going to wash out in like four years, and he's going to end up a backup. Somewhere. I'm not going to comment on that either. You agree? <laughs> I think you agree. You're nodding your head yes. <laughs> the listeners can't see it, but he's I don't. In I don't. I wouldn't agree with the little talent. I would agree with nerve damage. <laughs> so that being said, I'm out. Anyway. And I might be permanently out. Uh, Wink might have this podcast by himself. I'll be flying week. solo for a while. But yeah, once again, we appreciate y'all listening like we do every week. Do you got a lot this week? A lot. Yeah. What do you got? What did I say? Tannehill at those three. No, what was it? Tannehill throws three touchdowns? No. What, was what it? were we talking about? It was something because you said your lock was. stupid. What was my lock? Yeah, I think it was Tannehill. I don't remember. Top three quarterback. Tannehill's top three quarterback. Okay. That's what I said. Okay. My lock this week is going to be Michael Gallup. He will f- outscore C.D. Lamb. He'll finish with 20-plus. Okay. Um, I, I don't know why. No, I like it. I'm, I'm throwing a dart. He's got the opportunity. If he wants targets going forward, he has to step up and He's show playing for a can, payday, too. Yeah. They're not going to be able True to afford him. True, boy. So he needs They're not going to want him. He's going to want to go somewhere else where he can actually be used. He wants that Kenny Galladay money. Yes, sir. <laughs> who who can we rob next year? <laughs> yeah. Chicago. They're going to lose. Yeah. They're going to lose Allen Robinson. Robinson's out. Come here, boy. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's trying to play for a fat contract after this year because he's not coming back to Dallas. So most likely not. Ooh, he could stand the division. Spiteful. Who needs a wide receiver in that division? Philly. Oh, watch him go to Philly. Him and Devonta Smith. What? Even New York. Maybe if he wants Kenny Galladay money, he can get it with Kenny Galladay. Yeah, well, <laughs> they won't have to pay Daniel Jones because he'll be somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, true. Um, all right. Yeah, so uh, that's my lock. We got we got your lock. Yes, sir. So I think we are ready to wrap this bitch yeah. up. Peace, love, rock, and roll. We'll be at the Vikings-Packers game. So all of our loyal subscribers, if you guys want us to autograph anything, you can just find us at the game. I'll be in the uh, <laughs> I'll be in the front row Fair. in a tuxedo T-shirt. I'll be on the I'm field. I'm hammered drunk. I'll be on the field. Be <laughs> running across the field streaking. <laughs> just watch with, for the... With our podcast signs. Yeah. You know how many subscribers we probably get? We should do that. Just watch for the streaker running across the field with a huge cock. Oh, <laughs> and then that's when you know that Wink's on the field. <laughs> so oh, funny, man. Oh, God. All right. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> goodbye. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs>